What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, November 15th, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the man who saved the PlayStation Vita, <laughs> Gio Corsi. Woo! How you doing, man? I'm great, Gio. How are you? I'm doing well, but I didn't realize you actually do yell. Like, when I listen to the oh, podcast, you, yeah. you're screaming, but yeah. actually sitting beside you. It's an you. energy thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I don't start that way, then I'm going to be down here the whole time, and like nobody's going to be interested. It's right. Gonna sound like, it's going to so sound So you want to like start any- with a pop. Exactly. But you're actually... You're actually yelling, which I'm I, excited I to be it. here. Well, I'm excited I'm super to be excited here too. That you're here, yeah. buddy. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the thing. So, of course, you're unemployed. I am. You have no income. None. You are just sitting there. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. Geo. Yeah. How long were you at PlayStation? I was at PlayStation for six and a half years. You left as uh, the senior director, head of global second party games at PlayStation. Correct. Why'd you leave? This is the, you know I, I don't know if you noticed this. You left. We had, there was a lot of theories, a lot of things floating around. A there. lot of theories. Is PlayStation yeah. in free fall? What's happening? No, 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 no. It was a personal decision of mine. I've uh, always been nomadic. I've been. Uh, I'm usually around four or five years. Yeah. At a place, and with PlayStation, I'd been there for six and a half years. So for me, it was the longest I'd ever been somewhere. Wow. Wow. Um, you know, it's uh, the second party thing was going really well. I was working with Scott Rohde and Shu and yeah. Sean, Terrible and it was people. just awesome. And you know, we accomplished so much with third party with Adam Boys and Phil Rosenberg yeah. and all those guys. Uh, so, you know, it, for me, I just over the last year, I started having that itch. Like, it's sure. time to try something new. It's yeah. time to try something different. And, uh, you know, I would love to say that everything is awesome. And, you know, there are some personal things that I wanted to, to uh, change about my employment and whatnot. Uh, but then I had two real big personal things happen to me with the death of my father-in-law and the death of my dog, Laverne. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, you know what? Let's take a break here. Let's 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 make a cut and let's just take two months off to kind of recalibrate and totally. re-energize and whatnot. And uh, you know, I had a good long conversation with Scott. He totally got it. I talked to my team there, John and and uh, the rest, and we're just like, "Yep, we get it." And uh, I just needed to do it for myself. To sometimes you need to take those breaks, those sabbaticals, man. 100%, you know, yeah. and just kind of recalibrate. And that's exactly what I did. And uh, I feel already two weeks in, and I feel better for it. Yeah, for doing it. Oh, uh, awesome. Yeah, but it was. I mean, honestly, there was nothing bad going on at PlayStation. It just was for me. It was time for a change. Six years. When you look back, what are you proudest of? Ooh. Well, I got to say, you know, 25 years in the industry and never having launched a console before and being part of that PS4 launch team was yeah. uh, was pretty exciting. Granted, I was only there for the, the uh, seven months leading up to the actual launch and a lot of stuff had already been done. But sure. to be there while it was all coming together and to be there to see it actually launch and then see the reception of the platform. Um, and, you know, I was a developer for a long time beforehand, and trying to work with PlayStation during the PS3 days was not exactly easy. Yeah. And uh, when Adam came on board, obviously Adam and I have known each other for years, going back to Canada here, yeah, right yeah. there. Well, everybody in Canada uh, knows each other, right? Well, that's true. There's only yeah, okay. like six of us there. Sure. So, yeah, you get it. Um, you know, we already, the first conversation we had, how difficult it is for uh, developers to... Uh, to get their games onto the platform. And he was like, that's what we're trying to change. So I, I remember that sticking with me. And then when I joined uh, PlayStation, he was true to his word. And that was what the entire third-party publisher and developer team was trying to do, was change the way that PlayStation had relationships with its partners. Yeah. And obviously was successful. So, yeah, 100%. you know, I'm totally, totally proud to be part of that. And, of course, you know, I brought my trusty Vita here. This is mine. Is, this is, is. Uh, my boy Blue here. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
you know, I, it always was my favorite uh, platform, even before I joined Sony, and uh, just being able to bring some games onto it. Granted, some they, games. Well, you did better sure, than some. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> but uh, you know, and granted, we weren't able to bring all the games that we wanted, or some of the much larger titles. But we still brought dozens of titles to this little platform, and yeah. uh, for me, I'll always be really, really proud of that. Hashtag uh, building the list. Hashtag building the list. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And a lot of things. I mean, not only Vita games came from building the list, but sure. uh, you know, like Yakuza Five and uh, Shenmue Three and uh, things like that. You yeah. know, that I'll eternally be proud of. Sure. Yeah. So then, two questions for you. I think. Two. And because this is fun, now you're actually out. You're on the sidelines. Right? Yes. You can actually talk about it. Though. Yes. You see what's happening. Yes. What was your reaction? Because after you left, right, of Herman getting promoted, Shu moving over to this indie role. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know any of that before I left. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a real surprise for me. Yeah. But I mean, you know, Herman. Herman's an Herman's awesome, awesome dude, and yeah. I'm really excited to see what he does because I mean, he's a developer. He built a company. He's worked on some of the biggest titles uh, of this generation with Horizon, and I'm just really excited to see what he does now that he's working with worldwide, uh, running worldwide yeah, studios. Yeah. And I mean, Shu's a legend. Uh, you know, I had the pleasure of taking Shu to his first PAX West uh, last year, I believe it was, yeah. and just watching him walk around and uh, talk to the developers and the publishers and the fans. Like, yeah, oh yeah. He is a rock star. Yeah. He is an absolute rock star. So ha- seeing him in this indie-centric role, I'm really, really excited to see what he does with it. You know, part of me has that little pang of like, oh, I just left uh, when this happened. Yeah. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know about it. But, uh, you know, I hope to eventually get back into development. I mean, yeah. that's really where I, I, I hope to get going to. But uh, Yeah, I, was, I guess that, I guess three questions. What the, mm-hmm. then there is like, what is the plan for you? You're taking this time off, but you're coming back to games, right? I'm coming back to games, okay, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I've talked already to a bunch of people, and I just told everyone, like, hey, I just I really want to just chill out and uh, relax until the end of the year. Sure. And let's talk in January. And, and to everyone's credit, they've all been like, absolutely no problem. Except for you. You're like, get off your ass and come over here. And uh, well, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. I know how much you hate talking about yeah. video games. It's yeah, a lot no. of work for you to come. I did enjoy you walking in today. It's been a long time since I was up at 9 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a whole two weeks. Come on. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's hard to get in that cycle. Yeah, yeah, and sure. then the final question, because you're going to have so much insight in this entire episode. I'm very excited about that. And it'll be interesting to see you talk about Xbox for a change. Yeah. My final question is, you've been on the inside. What is going on with Patapon 2? We saw it at PSX. I know it exists. I know it's in there. Who do I have to call? You got to call Shoe. God damn it. Yeah. I wish I could say it was uh, me, but it wasn't. No, I don't like Patapon, so it's, uh, okay. it's all yours. You know, it's yeah. been an excellent episode. Every- Bear it! Let's, let's call it like it Bear is. Bear it! No! <laughs> you A2 Brute. After everything we've been through, B-Force, that's how you're going to play me. That's how B-Force rolls, baby. Lord almighty. Let's talk about everything, Xbox. Maybe there's an Anthem reboot and Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Uh, you can give us your questions, your comments, everything under the video game sun. Then tune in to watch us record the show live, twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe. You ever wake up in the middle of the night going, like, just saying those lines, you know, like uh, I, I, podcast I, services around the world? I often yeah. joke about it, right? Because whenever I, I talk to somebody, I get interviewed by, you know, I want to do what you do and, Howard, and talk to anyone. I'm like, you just got to do it and you got to do it over and over right. and over again. And it's that thing of, it sounds so stupid, but it is a muscle yeah. podcasting. Oh, yeah. and like I remember you go back and listen to my first game scoops. It's like that thing of like you can see I'm in my or here and then I'm in my head of like, am I breathing too loudly on the mic? Or, when do I talk? How do I breathe? In, you know what I mean? And like I'm like nowadays, literally, I could be asleep. Someone could kick in the door with a camera and throw a microphone at me. 
I'd be like, what's up, everybody? It's time yeah, yeah, to do yeah, whatever yeah, we're yeah. doing. Yeah, you know. I mean? just, no, the transition from you asking me questions, going into this and doing your thing, it's just, it's cool. That's why I'm mediocre in the business. There you go. Housekeeping for you, love, sex, and stuff is tonight. I think it's a two-hour live stream where you can call in live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames and ask your love, sex, and stuff questions to, I believe, Nick and Tim. Will there be special guests? Probably. Will some of them be drunk? Most likely. Uh, twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames live, 8 p.m. Pacific time. If you want to catch it later, it will be on youtube.com slash later. Uh, housekeeping is an interesting one. I didn't see. I didn't. I, I didn't know this. Major Nelson tweeted today. Eighteen. The original Xbox turns eighteen years old today. Oh. Happy birthday to you, you big black beautiful box. <laughs> is that what he? <laughs> That's what Larry said. I'll I'll say it. I don't care. Awesome. That's all, man. Do you w- original Xbox? Were you on board right away? Did you yep. get one? No. Yeah. Yep. Me neither. Yeah. I was a three sixty guy. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't until I played Knights of the Old Republic mm. where I was like, on somebody else's like, I gotta go this, yeah. and I went and bought it, and yeah, yeah. I was off to the races. And then I got the uh, the Minecraft uh, Xbox One. Oh, very yeah. nice. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, Blackjack, Zach Parsley, and Mohammed Mohammed. Today we're brought to you by Brooklyn and Manscaped and Escape the Invasion, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Five items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. You're over at Place. You were over at PlayStation. Chris Roper ever talk about the fact that we still say his name every day? Uh, not to me. No. <laughs> no, no. No. Okay. We're just weird. Uh, number one. Let's talk about all the Xbox highlights. Of course, XO19 happened yesterday. We uh, did a live react, so we won't cover everything. You can go to YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games, see us live react, uh, recap at the end of it that. But I want to talk about the bigger stuff out of it, Geo. Sure. Number one. What was your take on it? What was your read? We, you know, you're again in an interesting position. You, yeah. you've been part of the well, giant showcases and conferences. The thing I love the most is that it was a fan centric event. It's over a course of a couple of days. It's happening in London. So not only was it this big uh, conference that announces all this new stuff, yeah, but it's a place for all the fans to come and play the games and you know. We had PSX for a couple of years. I don't know if there's ever going to be another one. I was so going to ask, ask you. That was it. I want to know. Do you, I'm not involved. Has, I hope so. Here, I okay. hope so. That was my question. I yeah, hope yeah, so. Okay, okay. I've always been a really big fan of those fan-centric events and, uh, you know, like having all the developers and publishers come out with their yep. product and just having that Celebrate. kind of, having that console-centric, you know, air, uh, time for people to come together and enjoy not only the games but the platform. I think yeah. that's super awesome. So kudos to Xbox for doing that. And it looked like it went off exceptionally well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, for one, I'm a big fan of those things. Uh, I broke it up into a few different categories. I think the first one I want to start with is xCloud. Mm-hmm. Uh, they came out there and, of course, announced that as of now, right now, that xCloud beta people are in, uh, 50 games have been in. More than 50 games oh, are now awesome. in there. So you can awesome. get in play way more than you could before. Uh, in 2020, xCloud is going to come to Windows 10 with NPC. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can use the Razer and DualShock controllers. That That's was awesome. awesome to see them mention that on there. Uh, Canada, Japan, India, and Western Europe will be getting xCloud access next year. And then Madden 20 is in the cloud right now. They made a big point about that. And then in 2020, this is another huge one, I thought. Game streaming of what you already own will come to xCloud. Because right now you have, you're using their library of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, then you can use your own library. Exactly. Whatever you actually own and whatever, it won't matter what's on there. Pretty and then cool. also Game Pass will be coming to xCloud in 2020 as well. So that's awesome. It's a whole new world. Don't you dare close your eyes. Nice. Thanks. What, so now what's your read on streaming? Of course, right here on the desk, we haven't mentioned it. Uh, next to Vita, of course. Just the golden boy, the golden child, the amazing thing. We have Stadia. Stadia has been unboxed. We can't can review it or do anything with it on camera for you. Obviously, I'm playing it. Uh, it's here, though. We can use it and do stuff with it. Yeah. I got the, I got, if you're an audio listener, there's a pixel strapped to the top of it with the stand that came with it okay. and everything else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
It's a good controller build. Yeah. What's your read on streaming? Are you excited about it? I'm interested yeah. in it. Yeah. I'm I'm a, I'm a bit of an old school gray hair, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like uh I, I have embraced the digital future in the sense that uh, I very rarely buy physical sure. content anymore. It's yeah, all yeah. digital um, because I live in a small San Francisco apartment and I don't have a lot of room. So yeah. that's one of the main reasons. Otherwise, I am a collector. So okay. I do like a lot of physical stuff. Like I collect tiki mugs and all that. I collect sneakers and all that kind of jazz. But yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Something had to give and it was the game cases. Something <laughs> had to give and it was the game cases. So uh, I do... Uh, uh, I do uh, embrace the digital games, but for st- uh, st- uh, streaming in the cloud and uh, all that sort of stuff, I'm very, very interested to see where it goes. The idea, I mean, like, you know, used to travel with this thing all the time. Yeah, I travel with the Switch all the time. So, like, that, uh, having the mobility of uh, playing, but the fact that now I might be able to, you know, continue on on my Destiny campaign. That's the biggest thing, right? It's it's really cool. Um, I you know I remember when Remote Play first came out with yeah. uh, with PS4, and like we were at Gamescom and. You know, going into our Destiny uh, Destiny uh, game and like you know seeing what Zer was uh, yeah, doing for the yeah, week yeah. while we were at uh, and it was clunky and it was rough because you know you're on hotel Wi-Fi yep. and all that jazz, so it didn't quite work. But the promise was there, 100. You know, so I'm really excited to see if that promise becomes a reality. That's my thing too. Yeah. Like, and that's why I'm supporting it and why I'm so bullish on both Stadia and XCloud is because yeah. that's the future I want. Yeah. Right. Like, we're, yeah. you know, I, I go to London next week for the kind of funny world tour meet and greet and then hey. going to Paris afterwards. And it's nice. like awesome. And it's like, man, it would be rad if I was sure that remote play or Stadia or whatever, I could still be playing Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. I could still be working on my platinum yeah. and doing that kind that's of thing. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter what system you're on or what is it your phone, it's your iPad, whatever yeah. it is. If you can, and it's a really good connection, and it's got a good frame rate, and everything's, you're not losing anything yep. by playing it this way. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. Yeah, so I thought those were huge moves, moves for XCloud. Yeah. I'm excited Plus, to see that. Plus, 50 games off the bat. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. yeah. And that's the thing, of course, what we're talking about again, and like they made a subtle dig at Stadia, right? Of like, we're not saying this is going to kill all games. Where it was Phil off on stage. We're not saying this is you know going to get rid of all the platforms. We're not saying this is basically ready for prime time. Right. Meanwhile, as Stadia continues to step on every rake in their front yard. <laughs> The only way it could get worse now is if they were like, by the way, it's not streaming technically yeah. when you get it this time. You have to buy this box. What was that Sideshow Bob episode uh, of The Simpsons? Uh, yeah. Oh, God, that's, that's what it is. Still one of the classics. Yeah. 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 Just that one scene of all the rakes. Yeah. yeah. So it's interesting to see. Yeah. yeah. I thought Xbox really nailed it yesterday and continue to say this is a tech we're working on, right? Similar to PlayStation VR. Yeah. This is something we're working on and you're working yeah. on it with us. Yeah. Yeah. Keep that beta tag on there. Then I put on here new games. There was a bunch of new games announced. Yes, there were. Uh, I called out two here that I thought were Greg Miller jams that I wanted to bring up. Number one, Tell Me Why. Uh, This is the next game from Don't Nod. Mm -hmm. Uh, Set in small town Alaska, Tell Me Why places you at the heart of a mystery in an intimate, true-to-life story. Where twins Tyler and Allison Ronan use their extraordinary bond to unravel memories of a loving but troubled childhood. Don't Not has worked closely yeah, alongside Microsoft and LGBTQ media advocacy organization GLAAD in shaping Tyler as an authentic representation of the trans experience, as well as a genuine multidimensional character. Tyler is also the first playable video game hero from a major studio and publisher who is also transgender. Quote, Microsoft and Don't Not have approached Tyler with a real commitment to authenticity, explains Nick Adams, director of transgender representation at GLAAD. Tyler is a fully realized, endearing character whose story is not reduced to simplistic trans tropes. Creating a playable lead trans character and taking such care to get it right raises the bar for future LGBTQ inclusion in gaming, end quote. 
The story of Tell Me Why is comprised of three chapters that will release on a clear and predictable schedule. Don't Nod are passionate about the opportunities for community building and audience engagement that come with episodic storytelling, but they are also dedicated to innovation and improvement. Tell Me Why will release on or with Xbox Game Pass and will also be available for purchase on Xbox One, PC, and Steam. Right there. I mean, first off, Don't Nod. They're doing something. I'm in. Yeah. I want to play it. I want to see it. Yep. I'm excited that Life is Strange is about to wrap up season two. Yep. Like, I, I let Have it you been pause. I did episodes one and two, mm-hmm. but the problem was there, which is why I think they call out this clear and predictable schedule, is that there was just so much gaps so much there time. where I was like, I know it's tough. when they announced three, I was like, wait, did I ever play two? And I had a Wikipedia. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I did. I kind of forgot yeah. all that stuff. You and know, I hate that. Here's a big industry, industry secret for you. Secret. Game development is not easy. You say that, but then I see all these things. We can flip it's a switch and we can do crossplay. That, we can press not, a button and port it. You know what I mean? The game's already done at that point. Oh, okay. The game's okay, already okay. done at that point. Also, Fortnite, take the beta tag off. It's been years. Come on. Uh, it's early access. All right. I Don't want those about. trophies. I know, right? God, can I you want imagine? Those trophies. Yeah, yeah. Me too, me too. Rest in peace, Paragon. <sighs> wow, look at you. Yeah. You got the deep cuts there. <laughs> Love that game. You and Andrea Renee out there carrying the torch. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> totally fine. Totally fine. My boy Steel. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know that game development's hard, and that's why I understand episodic, even when Telltale was making it right, that was yeah. always the thing, is like dates shifted and slipped so much, and I think that there was a, oh, God, again kind of feeling, but yeah. I get that. You don't know what happens, where it's going to change, I what's going to go it's, on. It's tough being the consumer at the end, waiting for the final product, because yeah. you're like, I played that, I finished it weeks ago, Where's, when's the other one? I haven't even heard when the other one's coming. What's going on? What's, oh, here's something awesome that I want to play. Yeah. Well, I'll just play this while I'm waiting for that next chapter. You get totally invested in that yep. game, then another awesome game comes out, and that last chapter's memory gets further and further away, and then all of a sudden it's like, like, oh, they finally announced that one, but it's not coming for another two months. Oh, God, I try to go back and play. I don't yeah, yeah, quite I remember, but now I'm really enjoying this game. I get it. It's it's that juggling that's really, really tough, not only as a developer, but as a publisher, as yeah. a platform. It's 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 rough going. Can I ask you a question yeah. through the looking glass the other way? Because sure. you talk about, obviously, being a PlayStation, but you mentioned 25 years in the industry. Yeah. You've made games. You yes. know, you've been out there and doing stuff. Yeah. Is there some kind of launch depression that comes from the fact that you have worked on a game for X amount of years. Let's just say three, yeah. right? Yeah. But you get the game to the audience, and we devour it in 20 hours. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was thinking about it with Last Jedi, or uh, uh, Fallen Order, where I, you know, beat the story in 20 yeah. hours, and now I'm working on the Platinum, and I'm having such a great time. Reviews up, YouTube.com, slash Kind of Funny Games. We'll talk about it in a second. Uh, I'm, like, more than 15 hours in of just getting yeah. collectibles. Yep. And it's like, that's awesome, and I'm going to finish it soon in Platinum, and it'll be great. And I'm like... I'm going to beat that in a week and a half, two weeks, grand total, and it was somebody's life for three years. And I I haven't taken in every texture, every little thing that makes that game. Like, Is there a thing that's like, oh, God? There is a thing. I mean, it doesn't hit everybody, and everybody's different, obviously. But for me, I'm always marveling at the fact that, you know, here's a team that's worked on a game for two to five years. Yeah. And there's, you know, anywhere from 40 to 400 people working on this game. They're putting their blood, sweat, and tears over time. Haven't seen their kids. Haven't seen their wives. They haven't yeah. seen their husbands. You know, whatever. They just put it out finally. They take a breather. They come back to work Monday, and already the hardcores have finished. The, the worlds game. have moved on. Yeah, the worlds moved, moved on. on. What's next? Yeah, and yeah. I think that's a tough pill to swallow because yeah. they're like, "What are you guys doing next?" And like, we just finished the last thing. You Even know? in the review, I was like, yeah. "I'd love uh, New Game Plus. I'd love yeah. DLC." And yeah, I'm like, yeah. "I'm part it's of the problem." Tough. And I mean, that's <laughs> what I think. Game development is hard. It's not only hard uh, physically; it's hard emotionally. Sure, you know, because of that exact thing. That was awesome. You guys did it. You knocked it out of the park. What's next? Exactly. Yeah. Like, we're we're still enjoying the ball flying out of the park. Like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Give us a few minutes to enjoy this. This is because this is this was a lot of work. And it and that's the thing. When I say game development hard, of course it's hard. But you know, 
You might only have two programmers. All of a sudden, one of them decides to take a different job and moves on. So now you only have one programmer doing all the work for two programmers, and you're yeah. trying to fulfill that uh, that open head count, but you can't find the right guy to, or girl to work on the team. I keep saying guy, apologies, but uh, you can't find the right person to work on the team, and that starts putting your schedule behind, you know? Right. And it's like... To the audience, they don't see that, but they, you know, that's why when you make a game schedule, the first thing you do is you know that it's out of date because <laughs> things change constantly. In the time you know? it took to make this, we've already yeah. fallen behind on three miles. And you don't so hear about those little little things about uh, where, where you just see, oh, they have an open headcount, they're still working on the game, but it puts things behind constantly. And then they, you know, once you start getting feedback in, all of a sudden you realize that this one feature that you were so very very proud of and this is going to change the world, nobody likes it. Yeah. Oh, we were banking a lot on this one feature, so we've got to, you know. Bring up those other features and maybe downplay this one if you don't want to remove it all together. It yeah. might be too late to remove it all together. But yeah. it's those constant – it is juggling. You're constantly juggling. And everyone's trying to juggle all those balls together. Yeah. So if you can imagine all of kind of funny trying to juggle these ten balls at the same time together – Balls are going to drop. Things are going to happen. Someone's going to slip and fall. Probably Kevin. You yeah, know, that's the way it goes. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. That is. Yeah. Uh, I see that every day here. Yeah. Don't worry about yeah. it. When I looked at it, I'm like, ah, oh, the Jedi Fallen Order reviews live. Yeah. Everything's great. Name bar wrong. I'm like, oh, fuck. God damn it. <laughs> Little things. Uh, the other game I saw that I was super stoked about was Last Stop. This is uh, Annapurna published. It's from the developers of Virginia Variable State. Uh, it's this body snatcher thing, right? The, yeah. It re reads this way. From the award-winning creators of Virginia, Last Stop is a single-player, third-person narrative game set in present-day London, where players take on the role of three separate characters whose worlds collide in the midst of a supernatural crisis. Players have the, will have the chance to experience an anthology drama with three stories featuring three unique protagonists, make choices to shape their conversations, walk in their shoes, and discover where their individual stories lead. That's a Greg Miller game <laughs> right there. Kiss, That's a yeah. Greg Miller game right there yeah. if I've ever heard of one. Come on now. Did you see anything that stood out to you? Yeah, the uh, for me, the uh, the Ron Perlman voiced... Uh, ah, yeah. Uh, where the dead? What, who uh, the dead? Yeah, who, what, the where, dead when, why the dead? Yeah, yeah, hold on. I have my notes. Yeah. I, I meant to have left But uh, for me, um, you know, um, growing up, I was always... Uh, fancied myself as a shitty uh, cartoonist so okay. uh i really love uh you know cool unique um art styles and there's nothing yes. cool and unique west about of dead. west of dead there you go i knew it was a w west of dead um i know tune shading is not nothing any anything new but we haven't seen it in a little bit so it was cool to see that again and anybody with a flaming skull for a head um, always catches my attention, and sure. I love that gravelly voice of Ron oh, yeah. Perlman. Our description on this one reads, Ron Perlman, Hellboy, Sons mm -hmm. of Anarchy, stars as the voice of the main protagonist, William Mason, a mm -hmm. dead man awakened with only the memory of a figure in black. His existence sets into motion a chain of events that have truly mythical consequences. No one said dying would be easy. Thrown into the unknown, procedurally generated hunting grounds of purgatory, your skills will be put to the test as you shoot and dodge your way through the grime and grit of the underworld. West of Dead evolves the twin-stick shooter with tactical cover usage. Find out if you have what it takes to get through purgatory with your soul intact. That was another one high on yeah. our list over here. Yeah, no, it looks that's, so great. that's a that's a geocorsi jam for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the other big thing I have, my other big bullet point out of this one was Game Pass, of course. Game Pass continuing to be one of the best values in so gaming. So impressive. If not that. Yeah. Uh, yesterday it added Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition, Age of Wonders Planetfall, Hearts of Iron uh, 4 Cadet Edition, Lego, the Ninjago movie video game, <laughs> Rage 2 Remnant from the Ashes, the Tal uh, Talos Principle, Tracks, the train set game. However, then, and here's this is where they go. Uh, here's what's coming beginning this holiday and throughout 2020. Uh, carry on, 
from ID at Xbox, which looks awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Tales from ID at Xbox. Cyber Shadow, which looks awesome. Darksiders 3, Double Kick Heroes, Drake Hollow, uh, Edge of Eternity, then the Final Fantasy franchise, which yeah. includes Final Fantasy 7, Final Fantasy 8 Remastered, Final Fantasy 9, Final Fantasy 10 HD Remastered, Final Fantasy 10 2 Re- HD Remastered, Final Fantasy 12 The Zodiac Age, Final Fantasy 13, Final Fantasy 13 2, Lightning Returns, Final Fantasy 13, Final Fantasy 15. It's a lot of Final Fantasy. It's a lot right of there. Final Fantasy, yeah. And Phil uh, had a statement that we read yesterday on the show uh, from one, I forget which outlet, but it basically being like, listen, the MMO2, 14, we're working on it. We're having <laughs> conversations on how to get there. There, It's like, jeez, man, yeah. swing for the fences. Yeah. Uh, then I'm, this is continuing again. This is holiday through 2020. Uh, Forager, uh, Haven, It Lurks Below, David Brevik's team. Levelhead, uh, Life is Strange 2, episodes 4 and 5. Uh, My Friend Pedro, Pandemic, Fogs, She Dreams Elsewhere, a cool indie game you saw in the showcase. Mm-hmm. Skatebird, a cool indie game you saw in the Kind of Funny Game showcase. Streets of Rage 4, yeah. uh, Scourge Streets Bringer. Of Streets of Rage. The art style is awesome on there, right? Uh, Superland, Tekken 7, Two Who Luna Knights, uh, The Escapist 2, The Red Lantern, The Dog Sledding Game featuring Ashley Birch, uh, The Red Strings Club, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, mm-hmm. Vambrance, Cold Soul, West of Dead, the game we were just talking about, yep. and then Geo Corsi, Yakuza 0, Yakuza Kiwami, and Yakuza Ugh. Kiwami 2. I'm so excited that there are people out there who have never played a game in this franchise and they're finally going to be able to play it. For a dollar a month or whatever, it, whatever the so promotion awesome. is when you get into it. Yeah. So awesome. It's crazy. That's a hell of a That's lineup. That's a crazy lineup. Yeah, hell I mean, of a lineup. I mean, again, as this thing just continues to rock and roll. Yeah. I mean, you got to hand it to Xbox. They've been making some amazing, like, fan-friendly, yeah. consumer-friendly moves in the last year or two. And it's and this is just more proof in the pudding. Yeah. You know? Like, those are some... I bought a lot of those games. Paid full price for those games. Yeah. You know? And a lot of... And so many of these are unreleased. And we were like, oh, that looks cool. That looks yeah. cool. That's cool. And then it's all And now you can play this. them on Game Pass. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's super cool. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating because I think, I think we came in yesterday to watching uh, XO19 with the right expectations. Right. Where and I think Xbox messages them correctly too. Of we're not talking about Scarlet. Yep. We're gonna go big on uh, what's happening on Game and Pass. And they came right out of the gate saying that. Yep. Didn't they? Yeah. We're gonna go big on XCloud and that. And so it goes back to what I loved about PSX, which was like, hey, here's a show for the PlayStation audience. Hey, here's a show for the Xbox people. Yeah. If you're invested in this ecosystem, this is why you should yeah. be excited and be continue to do it. But I saw the same thing of people being like, oh, I wanted this big thing. And where was Halo? And it's like, that wasn't what this was. This yeah. that That is an E3 announcement. Yeah. That Halo, maybe, not not going to it as a Game Awards trailer. Yeah. You put something out there, right? Yeah. This is, again as I've said for so long, them continuing to shore up the base. Yeah. So that when they do whatever they're going to do with Scarlet, you hope, hey, here's our first parties and here's all the amazing games they're yeah. working on. They capitalize and dominate on. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see what Xbox does with those big AAA, quadruple-A first party titles. Yeah. Um, because it, you know, there have been a few, absolutely, but uh, they haven't... they have far between. They haven't gotten the same kind of... Uh, online uh, presence as the PlayStation once. Sure. Um, I feel. And maybe unfairly, maybe not. I don't know. But I, I know they're, they're obviously, they've taken, a, they've uh, purchased a lot of studios. Those studios are working on tons of things. So as a gamer, I'm really, really excited to see what's coming down the pipe. And hopefully we learn more soon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Question you, mark? you figure we got to get through the holidays, right? And then yeah. both yeah. PlayStation 5 and Scarlet take the gloves off. I mean, off again, talking. like I think this was as close to a, Perfect event as you could ask for being an Xbox fan, but it would have been nice to have just one, one megaton, megaton. Yeah, like yeah. It, I, you know, we were doing it, and again, it's just not our game. I get, but I thought ending on Wasteland Three 
was an interesting choice. Right. There's even with the games we've read and talked about, I like right. feel like more of them would have been a better like, oh cool, this is a cinematic way to end it. Whereas yeah. like Wasteland's a I would have ended on Yakuza. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> of course you would have. Yeah, you would have come on like the tattoo on your back at the yeah. back of your chest, you're all set to go. Yeah. Speaking of Yakuza. Arc Wing writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games, just like you can, it says, with the Yakuza series announced to be coming to Xbox for the first time and the rest of the Kingdom Hearts games coming to the platform. I forgot that. That wasn't yeah. on their list over here. Yeah. Uh, do you think other Japanese series will be willing to make the jump onto Xbox? Also, with Sega willing to port Yakuza to Xbox, do you see it as a sign of them trying to make their biggest IPs multi-platform and them eventually making other IPs multi-platform, i.e. Persona? I think anything's possible. Yeah, uh, it, in the crazy yeah. world we currently live in in video games, yes. You know, um, honestly, I back in the day, I would have never thought that Yakuza would have come over to Xbox, let alone Final, Fan, uh, um, Final Fantasy or Kingdom Hearts, like all those old school yeah. ones. I just I never would have thought it. But we are living in a whole new world. And to me, if those classic franchises are treated with respect and the fans embrace them and whatnot, I I. I I definitely believe that Japanese uh, publishers and developers will want to bring more content to uh, the Xbox ecosystem. Absolutely. Sure. Why wouldn't right. they? Especially if fans are embracing it and loving it and, and clamoring for more. I mean, that, that's why they've been so successful on PlayStation, because the fans just keep embracing them and say, yes, yes, thank you for bringing these to the West. Thank you for uh, you know bringing all these great storied franchises that we either have to get the Japanese version of when we go to visit Japan or yeah, get yeah. bootlegged or whatever. But now we can finally get them to the West, and they're treated with the care and respect that uh, these franchises deserve. So I'm, I'm, I'm really, I mean, it's great for me that Final Fantasy Kingdom Hearts, but yeah, for yeah. me that Yakuza is is coming out, to, and more deal. and more people are going to be able to play it because I mean you're a Yakuza fan, right? Yeah. It's ridiculous. It is. It is. Once you get in there and all the things you can do in the town, yeah, let yeah. alone the main story, all the little side. Things, all, every it, time you just go to the Sega arcade. Yeah, it's. I'm going to try to get everything out of the claw like, machine. I'm gonna go, yeah, I'm going to go disco dance. I'm yeah, going to yeah. go do the things. Like, it's just. It's. It's so ridiculously over the top fun that I'm really excited to see more people get their hands on it. And hopefully it finds a whole new audience that not only means more uh, these types of games coming over to the Xbox, but it means more Japanese games in general coming over to the West. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. And that was something, you know, I don't have it in here. We're going to talk about acquisitions for a second. Uh, uh, Phil Spencer last night, or mm-hmm. during XO19 interview segments around the, the globe, uh, was talking a little bit about, like, yeah, no, they are still looking for acquisitions. They are. They'd love to get a, a studio from Asia in, like, sure. start moving that way. Yeah. So, yeah, this is, you know, building that bridge, right? Yeah. Speaking of Phil Spencer, Greg Way. Number two on the Roper Report. I have two tidbits from him. We're starting with him talking about Scarlet. This is Tom Warren at The Verge. Uh, Microsoft isn't going to repeat its mistakes from the Xbox One with its next generation Xbox console. Quote, I would say a learning from this X- or the Xbox One generation is we will not be out of position on power or price, says Phil Spencer, X- Microsoft's Xbox and gaming chief, in an interview with The Verge. Quote, if you remember the beginning of this generation, we were $100 more expensive, and yes, we were less powerful. <laughs> and we started Project Scarlet with this leadership team in a place with a goal of having market success, end quote. The, that market success will be key for Xbox after years of falling behind PlayStation sales and questions over its game's lineup. Either way, Spencer thinks there are plenty of generations of Xbox ahead. Quote, we had this discussion years ago. Do we want to go another generation? Yes, and do we think there will be multiple generations ahead of us? I actually think there probably is, says Spencer. So we're going all in. We are all in on Project Scarlet, and I want to compete. And I want to compete in the right ways, which is why we're focused on cross-play and backwards compatibility. How's that sound to you? Sounds great. Uh, You know, props to Phil for uh, mentioning that stuff up front about being more expensive and less powerful and whatnot, like owning it. 
owning it, just taking it on the chin like a champ and then just saying, but and this is how we're going to, you know, move forward and do things better and be better. And as a gamer, again, as a gamer with no affiliation, I'm a free agent. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's it's awesome to see. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. I think, again, so many people and I feel this is not new for Phil Spencer. No. So many people in the games industry, though, waking up to how authenticity and being honest actually goes so far. Yep. Putting out the blog post of, hey, our game's delayed because of X, Y, and Z. Yep. Great. When it's just like a weird tweet, no context, it's just out there, that's a completely different story. Agreed. So, yeah, you become bulletproof. If you come out, you're like, yes, yeah, we, we, we screwed that up, and here's how we're not screwing it up going forward. And he said that on stage with, with uh, the fans, right? No, this was an interview. So oh, it was an interview. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Because okay. they weren't going to talk about Scarlet up there. Don't you worry yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. But then you got Tom Warren over there with The Verge asking all the questions. You know? <laughs> uh, this is on acquisitions. This is uh, Wesley Yinpool interviewing uh, Phil Spencer over at Eurogamer. Uh, you have 15 studios. This is obviously Wesley. You have 15 studios now. Uh, you've been on an impressive acquisition spree. Are you done now? And this is interesting because remember yesterday during the conference, they did say, you know, we've been focused on acquisitions. Now we're on actually getting them to go places. We're actually, you know, fostering them. I did a terrible job. They had a much better way they said that. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, Phil Spencer, though, said, no, (laughs) I do think we can sometimes get a little infatuated with putting a bunch of studio logos on a slide. And that becomes the news. They're not trading cars, cards, they're studios. And we want them to build great games. I love the fact that we're here announcing three new IP, two from our internal studios. As I look, as I look forward, there's not a show I can look at where we're not going to be announcing new games just because of the breadth of studios we have. It's not really some kind of PR battle about how many new acquisitions we can put on a stage. Because if we're, if we're not building great games, the acquisitions don't matter. But are we done? I don't think so. And that's where I think they got into, we want a studio in Asia, sure. we're going to do these things. But yeah, uh, one of the things you, met, you mentioned, their new IPs, of course, Rare uh, revealed Grounded last yep. night, yep. Uh, which looks cool. It's like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, uh, survival multiplayer. Wasn't there. that the Obsidian uh, one? Yeah, Fuck, I fucked it up. Yeah. Which one was the Rare one? Oh, Rare's was... Everwild, that's right. The really pretty Embarrassing. one. Good job. Embarrassing. Uh, hey, you know what? It's a live year wrong. I don't mind that one. I don't mind. It's, it didn't get to the page over here. I mean, you want to be Fair embarrassing. I, Lord of Pwn's trying to take you down, right? Uh, remote, play, okay. remote Play first appeared on PS3, not PS4. Cool. <laughs> the water off a duck's back yeah. for Geo. Let's see what the nanobiologist question is here. He wrote in patreon.com slash games and says, hey, Greg and Geo. Xbox. Hello. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to stop on your okay. Xbox Scarlet is right around the corner, and yesterday we saw next to no games that would appear at launch. While I'm very happy with the announcements, I still feel like the gaming community needs to be very wary about the next launch. Do you see Xbox, Phil Spencer, and the whole Microsoft Game Studio lineup, including the initiative, coming out guns blazing at whatever event they'll hold in February revealing the console or E3? Do you think Xbox, with its little time development-wise from acquisitions to now, will have games ready for launch that drive those, quote, I must buy this now hooks into people? How likely do you see that Xbox and PlayStation will again have a weak launch lineup and let the launch window try to grab people? Hmm. What's your take? Because this is the whole thing of like getting the initiative going, getting all these studios. Yeah. Great, but yeah, when do you see the fruits of those labors? Yeah, I mean, and you don't want to you don't want to announce too early because again, there's so much stuff coming out mm-hmm. between announcement mm-hmm. and launch. You don't want people to forget about it. You really want to make that really big, super huge announcement that people talk about for months and months to come. Yeah. And it just leads into the excitement of uh, of the actual launch and playing those games. 
Uh, I call it the snakes on a plane problem. Do you remember snakes on a plane? I the, uh, Samuel L. Jackson. They they uh, talked about that movie for about a year and a half before it came out, and people were pumped, super excited. Then the movie came out and it fell flat because people had gotten so excited they'd gone over the hump and started forgetting about it and just kind of getting disinterested in it and then realizing, why are we excited about snakes on a plane? Like you know, and the movie bombed at the box office. Yeah, it did. Uh, I'm pretty sure it bombed at the box office. I guess. Nanobiologists no, it, it will did. let me know, but uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's the snakes on it. You don't want to blow that wad too early. You want to you have to find the right time to not only talk about the platform, but that initial launch lineup and an early event in, next year or at E3. Those are the perfect times to do it because then that's your road to the actual launch um, holiday, yeah, twenty twenty for all the platforms or whatever it is. But uh, you, you know, if you talk about it now. To me, that's too early. And I remember being on the on uh, the third party side and talking with PR, being like, "No, no, we got to talk about this now. We got to talk about this now. Like this is the hype is real. The hype is exciting. People want to hear about this." And they'd be like, "Too early? Nope, too early." Yeah. And we'd be super frustrated, like, "No, no, no, you're gonna do it. You know, they want to hear about it." But then, you know, eventually, you'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, okay, you're right." Worked out pretty well for PlayStation. Worked out pretty well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah that's my thing. Is uh, to the question, I, I mean, we've been burned before, obviously, and I, we've been wrong before. Phil Spencer, the Xbox team, understand, and I think obviously admit to, what went wrong with the Xbox One generation right. and launch. I think they know that they cannot launch another console like that. Mm-hmm. So I think that, yes, I do think when they are ready to talk about Scarlet and they are ready to show... Like, you're talking about the hype trains are already gone full steam ahead 100%. because we're always excited for new hardware. Of course. We love new hardware. We love new boxes. We love what they can do. But the minute all that information comes out yeah. and you guys can talk about it and you can do a special episode yeah. about it and whatnot... It's done. Yeah. It's gone. And then it's about games. And then right? it's about games. And so I feel like when they reveal this and they show Halo Infinite, I'm hoping, and I know this is, I, I hope I'm not crazy about this. I'm hoping Halo Infinite is that God of War moment. Right. Right? Because I've said this before, and I'll, I'll continue to say it. Like, I think that's where PlayStation generations have gone and what Xbox can learn from them is that I feel the games change as they go. They grow up in a sp- specific way where, you know, Santa Monica and PlayStation looked at God of War and like, People are kind of over Kratos, right? Like, yeah. What do we do? Yeah. And I feel like that, you, to your point earlier, like they've had big, Xbox has had big games. Hey, Gears 5, people loved. Yep. But it is that thing of like, if you don't like Gears, you're not going to like this game. Whereas God of War, if you didn't like the other God of Wars, you still got to play God of War on PS4, right? This is right. something different. This is something cool. Right. I'm hoping that's what we get out of Infinite. And I don't know what that looks like. And yeah, I don't know what it that is, looks like either. I'm excited for it, though. Because yeah. I would, I, you know, back in the Xbox 360 days, I would play Halo not very well, but play with my friends. <laughs> and uh, like, People loved it, you know, and loved it. And there's still that loyal fan base, you know, going through the studio totally. changes to three four three and following the new generation of Halo. But if if Infinite is something that not only pleases the new fans but pleases the classic fans sure. of the of the original games, yeah. like holy shit, they've they've hit onto something special. Yeah, and yeah. so I think they know that for that big of a title. But I also think for the people they're bringing in. Even if it is not getting on too early, but having a teaser trailer for what's going on. And totally. this is where we're working. I mean, everybody knows it. Halo Infinite is coming. Yeah. And, you know, they've, they've talked about it. They've, they've had a little teaser yeah, in there. The but space. having something that really, like, again, doesn't give away the farm, but lets people know that the farm is there. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's just, it's it's close. I can almost touch it. I can almost see what's inside the farm. But, yeah, yeah. yeah I think that's... Uh, that's I think you'll see that. Special. Yeah. yeah. I think you're going to see that. I think you're going to see other first-party stuff, and I think you're going to see deals with people yep. right that they hey yep. this is how why we're here we're going to do this one 
Um, DJ Kento says, Snakes on a Plane doubled its budget. Cost about $33 million to make and got $62 million worldwide. Yeah, but it wasn't the hit everybody was expecting. It, it was If they would have launched that a little bit bigger, then it would have been a bigger yeah. deal, right? Because I think that was the thing. Yeah. As I was so tired of it. Like, I, yeah. he's on a plane. There's Snakes on a Plane. I got it. I don't need to worry about it. <laughs> Number three. Let's get away from Xbox for one hot second. There might be an Anthem overhaul coming. This is Jason Schreier over at Kotaku. Breaking news this morning in a much longer article from Jason over there. I urge you to go read the entire thing. Mm-hmm. But... It starts like this. Recent silence and a couple of high-profile departures from Bioware have led fans and pundits to speculate that the studio has abandoned its most recent game, Anthem. But the opposite is true. For the last few months, Bioware and parent company EA have been planning an overhaul of the online shooter, according to three people familiar with those plans. Some call it Anthem 2.0 or Anthem Next. Many of the details are still in flux, and there's no clear timeline for the Anthem Next project just yet. In fact, from what I've heard, the developers at Bioware haven't even decided how it'll be distributed. They're still figuring out whether updates should be released all at once or over an extended period of time. Anthem could be overhauled through a series of updates a la No Man's Sky. It could get a game-changing expansion like Destiny's critically acclaimed Taken King. Most of Anthem's biggest systems, its mission structure, uh, its loot, its world will change drastically. But the developer... The developers have not yet figured out exactly what it will look like. They're even considering re- releasing Anthem Next as a brand new game, although those, although those who work on the project said that it could take a lot of forms, parentheses, and it's unlikely they'll charge full price for Anthem players. The one thing that's for sure is that Bioware has not abandoned Anthem, despite recent breathless declarations that the game is dead. Right now, dozens, if not hundreds of developers at both Bioware's offices in Austin, Texas, and Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, are quietly working on plans to overhaul the game. Then there's a whole bunch more in the article you should go read, but this is the outro. Bioware, meanwhile, is still invested in role-playing games. In addition to the much-anticipated Dragon Age 4, which Bioware teased last year, a new Mass Effect game is is in very early development at the Edmonton office under game director Mike Gamble, a longtime Bioware producer. So yeah, interesting stuff out of there. The cool thing is, is that despite all the, the press and people and the naysayers and whatnot, they're still supporting the game. Mm-hmm. And they're trying new things to see what they can do to get people reinvested into it re- and playing the game again. Like, it, Anthem still has its core playing. Sure. Absolutely. I'm still subscribed to the subreddit. I see people playing, Absolutely. talking about stuff. Yeah. But they, you know, they're, they're, they want to grow that audience, and they're sticking with it. To, I, you know, it's, it's, I find that sometimes the games get abandoned too early yeah. because it is, like we were talking about earlier, what's that next great game that's the one we should focus on what's after that that's the one we should i tried this i played it for 10 uh 10 hours let's go try something else yeah but you know you want to build that audience and you know bring them back so i kudos to them yeah and, and it's nice to hear that because i think it's you know it is the opposite of what you hear from everybody because the conversation constantly on on this show too has been is are they gonna are they in the long game on this yeah. are they gonna back off because of yeah. you do see people leaving you do wonder and you yeah. do worry not worry but i mean ea being the big corporation it is right yeah there are the bean counters that are sitting there going like Absolutely. is this worth it and it's yeah. interesting to see that they think it's worth it and they're gonna double down on it and the dirty little secret this is still a business yeah of you course yeah, yeah i mean it'd be great if, we, if, we, if fans could get everything they want but at the end of the day if that's the bean counter is saying we're, we're losing money here. We're losing money here. Either do something big, or we got to move on. You know, so it's that constant struggle. Yeah, between developers, publishers, and the, and and the, you know the uh, the, the, the bean public. counters. Yeah, yeah, exactly, you know, exactly. And the public, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's a four way struggle. Yeah. Uh, so kudos to them. They keep going. And EA is letting them do it. Yeah. Yeah. Now speaking of making money as EA, Gregway number four. <laughs> let's talk about the Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order review roundup. Uh, as of nine twenty four a.m. Pacific time this morning, the Metacritic sits at a nice eighty four. I e- called it. 
Hey, you know what? There's a lot of time before Gamescast comes back around. All right, Junkie? All right. Easy Allies gave it a 90. Bradley Ellis wrote, Star Wars is a beloved series, and when a new game comes out, some particular hopes and expectations come with it. There are excellent games in the franchise, but it's been a while since they've reached those heights. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order has combat that feels tight and impactful, and exploring each of its imaginative worlds gives a great sense of discovery. It's a fantastic title that stands as one of the best Star Wars games yet. Games Radar gave it a 4 out of 5. Uh, ben... Tire says, uh, there's plenty to like about Fallen Order, but it should come with the caveat that it's slightly rougher than I was expecting. I played the entire game on a PlayStation 4 Pro, and glitches and frame rate stuttering have cropped up enough to warrant mentioning. One patch has already been released before launch, and EA has told us another is on its way, but it did give my initial playthrough a rougher-than-ideal feel. Still, even if it, this isn't the most polished Star Wars game I've ever seen, uh, or we've ever seen, it's also the first one in years that comes closest to capturing the magic of the series. Battlefront looked like Star Wars. Fallen Order, with its endearing earnestness that mirrors its heroes, gets what makes this series special. It is it is the glimpses of strange worlds and cultures we want to learn more about. It's enjoying the ragtag groups who are slowly learn to trust each other. And, and sorry everybody. And it's the fact that lightsabers are really great fun, especially when you get them right. And then U.S. Gamer gave it a 3.5 out of 5. Cat Bailey says, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order comes painfully close to being the best action game of the year, but it ultimately falls short due to pacing problems and a host of technical issues. Still, uh, this is the first step into a larger world for a franchise that has persistently struggled since its acquisition by EA. Have you I'm played yet? No. I just downloaded it and uh, very excited to get it. I'm, in, I'm still playing Death Stranding, so, ah, yes. you know, but... Uh, I'm excited to go. I mean, I worked at LucasArts for four years, uh, 2009 to 2012. Yeah. Um, 2013. Yeah. Oof. Time. Uh, Flat circle. Yeah, whatever. Um, I'm really excited to check it out. Dude, it's, I can't uh, wait for you to play it and try it. Yeah. It's, we, like, and I, am, I know you're not the biggest Star Wars fan. I am a huge Star Wars right. fan. Have been my entire life. And I'm really excited to see what... Uh, what these uh, the respawn guys have cooked up. I love a good Star Wars yep. game, right? And I and I you know I love going to Star Wars movies and seeing them and stuff. Um, yeah, but I'm not the, like the fan who can tell you everything right. and diehard guy, which is rare for me in nerddom. But I digress. YouTube.com slash kind of funny games are spoiler free reviews up there, yeah. and everybody loves it. Yeah, and I, I, I was listening to that on the way over, and like yeah. it's you know, it's funny. It sounds like a Star Wars game, you know, and and I don't mean any disrespect when I say that, but it's just it's you know impressive visuals, a really great story, some technical problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like yeah. it just it sounds like a Star Wars game, and it's uh, you know trying to make cameras work for lightsaber combat, for uh, puzzle solving, for uh, climbing, uh, platforming, like. You know, it, it's not a one-stop shop. There are going to be issues, but uh, it sounds like the the polish and the fun factor uh, override it all. Override it all. And, yeah. And to me, that's super exciting. Yeah. For me, I you know I, I talked about it on the thing of like texting. I, for me, not being the biggest Star Wars fan, this has me so. And granted, Mandalorian's happening right now too. Sure. We're doing Star Wars in review. We're Very getting cool. ready for the final. You know, Rise of Skywalker here. Like. It's a great time, and we just went down and did Disneyland and all that jazz. Yeah, it's like Star Wars. Land. I texted Carboni, yeah. and I was just like, "I think I'm falling in love with Star Wars." And the game is a huge part of that. Yeah, I can't get enough of that game. I beat, yeah. like I said in the review, I beat it in 20 hours. I probably put a 15 more hours into exploring. Yeah, and I still have lots more to do, and yeah. I can't wait to platinum it. But even then, I'm gonna have that post-platinum depression of like I want to keep existing in this world and playing are this you, game. And you're a comic book guy. Are you reading the Star Wars comics? And no, Marvel should I be? Kind of, you should be. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, we'll talk offline, but there are a couple definite cool series. Uh, the Vader one in particular. That's, yeah. I think there were 40 issues altogether, but okay. it was fantastic. Okay. And yeah. yeah it's, it's very Star Wars heavy right now, but right now they're 
they're hitting all the marks. You yeah. know, The Mandalorian is 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 great. You, you've seen this episode two just came out. Right. Have you watched that? Yes. Uh, okay, I haven't watched it yet. Okay. So let's not talk. But uh, episode one was great. <laughs> episode one was so great. Really, you know, building an awesome world, and you know, with this game, the new movie coming out, Star Wars Land. Yes, it could be too much Star Wars. Some would. But argue, if they're getting it right. But if they're getting it right. Yeah. And this game gets yeah. it right. Like gimme, gimme, gimme. Uh, Amon in DC writes in and says, "Good morning, Greg and Gio." As you guys know, I'm not used to it. Usually I say good morning, Greg and Tim, and Tim just sits there looking at his phone. You know what I mean? Wondering when he can get another jelly bean. (laughs) He loves those jelly beans. Uh, As you guys know, Amy Hedig and Visceral Star Wars title was canceled in order to refocus development on a games-as-a-service iteration more in line with industry trends, which also was subsequently canceled. Do you believe the very positive reception for Jedi Fallen Order is an affirmation of critical and consumer desire for single-player Star Wars title? If so, do you believe that EA's strategy around Star Wars may shift? Going further, is it completely irrational to believe the chances of a Knights of the Old Republic remake or a sequel are higher this morning? Thanks for all the amazing content you do, and may the Force be with you. You know a thing or two about single-player Star Wars games and things, right? Yeah, I was was on the 1313 team. I was an EP on it. Pour one out. It's still one of my... Greatest regrets is that that game never saw the light of day. But you know, in the world of business, anything can happen. So, sure. uh, I I'm I don't know if it's going to make it easier for those types of games, but it's definitely going to open the door to have those conversations. Mm. You know, yeah. Um, I've always loved single player Star Wars uh, games with the story, especially. It's uh, hey, buddy. Dun, oh, look at that! Dun. Whoa! Did look they send that. us this? Yeah. Holy shit! Wow, up, Good seeing you, man. Oh, are there, we got two. Oh, wow, that's wow. awesome. If you're an audio listener, they just brought in. Uh, wow, look at it. That's pretty nice. It's, Ka- it's Cal's lightsaber from. Yeah. Uh, oh, it feels real good. Yeah, nice and heavy. That's awesome. Yeah. That is incredible. That's really, really cool. Really, I'm sorry. Really cool. It's the lightsaber from uh, uh, Fallen Order. Yeah. Well, that's good timing, too. Good job. I wow. thought he was going to come in with jelly beans. <laughs> you know what I mean? I thought he, I thought he was moving that fast. <laughs> uh, I don't remember. The shiny object. Is it easier to make single-player games, Star Wars games, because of this? You said it easier to open the door for those conversations. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Correct. My thought is that, and I mean, you obviously, you know way more than I do. I think that the marketing and messaging around this, when they they were they were like, no microtransactions, yep. single-player only, yep. no multiplayer, that was a response to how loud everyone has been. Right. And I think that the critical success of this game ensures that you are going to see definitely... Uh, Star Wars Jedi colon whatever they want the sequel to be called. Sure, but also the commercial success. Let's not forget exactly. the bean counters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At no. the end of the day, it is a business. Yep. So, yeah, it doesn't matter if everyone is singing from the rooftops and saying how amazing the game is and it's getting nines and tens out of tens, but if no one's buying it. But I think people are going to buy it. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the proof's in the pudding. Yeah. Yeah. I think that happens. I think you get sequels there. I think that, you know, he you mentioned about... I, I don't know... With the deal and the ten-year exclusivity and where that is and where people are in the timeline of games, it they ha- there has to be an old Republic coming again, a nice the old you Republic. Would hope so, yeah. You know what I mean, somebody has to be working on. You it. You would hope so. Or m- hopefully now they're like, oh, maybe we should work on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, what a, what a dumb thing. Maybe we yeah. stop shoving multiplayer into this. I mean, that's a whole side of the uh, universe that I think really came to prominence because of the games, uh, Kotor and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, oh my know, God. Uh, it would. I would hate to see it not revisited, ever. It has to be. 
I mean, it's such an awesome idea, and as far as we've come as video game industry, right, yeah. of like what you can do with a role-playing game, what you can do with choices, how you could make stories change and go. Yep. Even if it's a smaller scope, it has still that same choice doesn't of building. Ma- like, that's matter. my thing with Fallen Order in particular, and I talk about this at length in the review, right, is it's a single player, they're telling me their story, all these different things, but the choices they let you make in the game while going through Cal's story makes me feel connected to that game and mm-hmm. that character in a way I have not felt in a lot of games, let alone Star Wars, since Old Republic. Right. And I think, and I know this is blasphemy, I think this is a better game than Old Republic. Old Republic was awesome and great, but there's obviously fat on it. It was a giant RPG. Sure, You're doing sure. a million different things. There's those moments that stand out. This game, I feel like, every second I'm in it, I'm in love with it. Okay. Even when I'm screaming at the combat because it's too hard and I'm yeah, like yeah, a Dark Souls yeah. combat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love it. I want. I have so. I still have more questions about this though. Hold on. So then Vince writes in and says, "Good morning, Greg and oh, Tim. Sorry, that's because I fucked it up. Okay. I fucked it up it's yesterday. Okay. I apologize." Recently, Jeff Keighley announced My on Twitter. Name's Tim. <laughs> I love jelly beans. <laughs> announced on Twitter that the Game Awards nominees will be announced Tuesday, okay. with all the positive reviews for Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order coming out, and many people saying that it's their game of the year. Do you think that it will be in the running for the Game Awards Game of the Year, or did it possibly come out too late to be considered? Thanks. Love everything you do. It kind of funny, Vince. I don't, I don't know what the cutoff was. I have the answer. Okay. Here's the thing, is that, no, it's, it is technically eligible. Okay. The 15th today is the cutoff for what games could have come out for, Ooh, right? Right on the wire. So right on the wire. Yeah. The problem is that review copies weren't out yet. Because uh, I had played enough at the preview event to be like, I think this could be my game of the year. Right. But since they didn't hit it when we did it, I, and, and I can only speak for my outlet, not anybody else. Sure, sure. For us... I did not put it on to our game of the on our nominees for game of the year because I didn't feel it was fair to go off of two two three hours of the game. Yeah, and we had to we had to send in our things before we. Yeah, got exactly, exactly. Copies, yeah, so. no, the, the cutoffs today, but we already voted on our. So noms. there you go. So it might a, not make it. it, which will be heartbreaking. Yeah, it would be. And it's that and it's that thing of on the one hand I feel like oh fuck I wish I had nominated on the other hand I'm like well it's not fair to the other games to nominate the the, the way it works. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. It's in this weird gray area because yeah. a lot of other people you might say well wait if it's eligible till today the fifteenth. People send out builds. Judges get early access to things. We have all sorts of stuff going on. And so now it's this thing of like, well, I had to vote the way I wanted to vote and what I think is fair. Maybe Game Informer and Andy McNamara did it. Maybe they're like, we've seen enough. Put it on the list. And maybe Jeff had seen enough to put it on the list. And so So we get there. This is interesting to me because I actually don't know how the Game Awards nominees and uh, voting works. So you don't get a list of things. You actually put what you think is should be considered for best game. Best what Jeff does is he'll send out the hey here are all the categories. We need five choices from well not five. You need to vote you you send back your choices, sure. your nominees. Sure. You can you can nominate five. Okay. You have to at least nominate three for a category to be have okay. that you to be counted in that category. Okay. Otherwise like, you know, sports games are always like now we're good. So I'm sure some people did put it on their list. Yeah, exactly. But so maybe enough not enough. Did, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. But this leads into an interesting question. Constantine writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games says it is a great name uh, I don't want to shit on this game and diminish its accomplishments <laughs> coffee in the nose <laughs> but is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order being considered for game of the year discussion personal or otherwise because other game releases this year have been perceived as weak <laughs> when he goes what are your current top five games of the years uh, Constantine 100% yes, and I do not want to be the I told you so guy, but I know that I've taken it on the chin, and I've seen other people in the industry take it on the chin, where we'll tweet or say in a podcast, man, it's been a weak year for games, right. and somebody will pop up and be like, what about X, Y, Z, blah, 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 and then guess what, everybody, a game comes out that we're all like, it's kind of broken, but it's game of the year, I think proves the point that it's like, yeah, yeah it has been an interesting year for games, where 
Control's awesome. Sekiro's awesome. Mm-hmm. And like those games speak to certain audiences, yep. right? You know what I mean? Um Fire Emblem, right? Three yep. Houses. Awesome. Yeah. But you get into this thing where there isn't or hasn't until now, I really do believe, been a God of War, a Red Dead, a game where you look at it and you're like, wow. This is incredible. This is right. so insane. And so for a game to come out where literally we're all like, this is so much fun. I feel like a Jedi. I love it. Kind of fucking broken. You'll fall through the world. Respawns take forever. Like on a, last year, yeah. you would have been like, oh, not a chance in hell. Great game. But yeah. yeah. Like was God of the War, a God of the War, God of War, your <laughs> That's why you don't work on PlayStation. Yeah. 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 yeah, God of War is now my favorite game. So, of all time. did you ever throw your controller in frustration at Game of the Year like you did uh, Jedi Fallen Order? I never threw my controller in Jedi. Right? Well, you had it on. I you had it up. I, I did lift and yeah. yell. There was a lot of fucking bullshit. Yeah. Um. No, but it's a different kind of game. Because right. uh, what I said over and over again in the review, not over and over, but when I'm talking about this and when I'd be talking to like Lucy or uh, uh, Jen about it, it was this. I'm not mad at the game because it's being cheap. I'm mad at the game because I'm mad at myself. Right. Because I misread that boss cue. Yeah. Like I know what he's about to do, but I dodge rolled instead of jumped, which yeah. happened all the time on that one fight. Don't where it's like, God damn it, I know what you're about to do. And even today, where it's like, now that it's out in the wild, like Jim Sterling, I retweeted today, he's like, early impressions of Jedi Fallen Order, fuck that frog. It's like, yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. You're taking it away? Already? Okay. All right. Oh, cool. Okay. okay. You want to bring it back? No, it's fine. It's cool. It's fine. Whatever. We'll just. Put the Vita it's back. Fine. Yeah, put the Vita there back up there, you know, yeah. and then Stadia. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's. I think it's been a uh, a weird year. Yeah. Of like, it's. I think it's one of those weird ones where it's like, game of the year votes are going to split so much, and then yeah. one game will get a couple more votes than the others, and that's the one. Yeah, it's funny, you know, just to go off a little bit, like Let's working at PlayStation. Like, you get your hands on so many games, but you rarely get to spend more than an hour or two on each game because there are just so many you want to check out, you want to try, you want to play. Yeah. You know, somebody who's on the Spider-Man team comes over and says, hey, you want to check out this build? And you're like, damn right, so I want to check over this build. Uh, so, you, you know, like, you look at my gamer score, and it's a dismal 14. Like, because I never kind of play more than an hour or two of sure. many games. Um, and, like, now that I'm sitting playing more than the usual one hour of Death Stranding and going through it, it's like, wow, this is great. I want to learn more. I want to play more. I want to do more. But it doesn't mean that, the, you know, every game has been like that. Yeah. You know? And yeah, it's, yeah. it's interesting that you say, like, it's been an interesting year. It has been an interesting year. There hasn't been the like, that, that super-duper hit that anyone from any um, allegiance could be like, yeah, that was a pretty cool game. You know, when we were doing the Death Stranding review, yeah, Andy said something that stuck with me of like, it, I, I don't fall into this camp of, it's so hard to recommend Death Stranding. I think there's a simple question of like, do you want to go hiking in the rain? Like that, like does that sound like a fun <laughs> game to you? Like, and I don't, and not even a joke. Like that sounds fun to me, so I like that game. But Andy, when he's talking about, it, he's like, it's such a weird game that it's not a game I can say to anyone, you need to play this. Right. If you, if certain people need to play this, right? If, if I know your tendencies. And he was like, God of War, on the other hand, last year was a game of like everybody. You gotta if you have a PlayStation, play this game. Right. Whereas this is the same way for right. me of like yeah. you you love single you love Uncharted, you love Star Wars, you love, you know, Metroidvania, like you love games. Yeah. Play this game. This game is so well crafted in terms of its systems and the way they build on each other and make you want to do things. Yeah. It's funny, the walking in the rain is my least favorite part of the game. Dude, it's so therapeutic. Yeah. Well, you're just out there and it's like no, pitter patter. Like, granted, my packages are melting, but I'm having such yeah. a great time. No, and I'm I'm having a great time as well. But it's everything else about it that it's, it's really resonating with yeah, me. Yeah. The story, the crazy characters. Sure, like oh yeah. Die Hard Man and yeah, yeah. Dead Man Dead and Man. Heart Man and yeah, like, yeah. what Mama? is going on? Mama? Yeah. Like, yeah. 
going to the washroom, taking a shower. What like, a game, it's yeah. like, what's going on? Your Norman Reedus uh, ride yeah. app or ad. Yeah. Uh, fifth and finally on the Roper Report an hour in. Wow. Uh, yeah. Star Wars is com- is in Fortnite right now. This is James O'Connor at GameSpot. Fortnite now has Star Wars Imperial Stormtrooper skins just in time for the release of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. You can deck yourself out in the classic suit, first seen in 1977 Star Wars A New Hope, by grabbing the skin from the in-game store for 1500 V-Bucks. As you can see in the trailer below, which of course we're just reading this article, it's a pretty faithful <laughs> recreation of the cinematic suit. You want to hurry, as the suit is only available for a limited time. It'll disappear on November 17th at 7 p.m. Eastern. So you really don't have to grab... So you really don't have long to grab it. Alternatively, you can get the suit for free by buying Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order from the Epic Games Store. It's weird that, um, you know... This isn't in the other battle royale that you know the uh, devs of Jedi Fallen Order also made. Huh? It's kind of weird. That is interesting, huh? Not really. Do they do like Apex? Are you getting like you're not getting crazy skins in, are you? Probably not. Yeah. This is yeah. I, I don't know. Because isn't it Disney and EA have a big partnership right now? Oh yeah, yeah, no, definitely. It's so that, it's yeah. weird that it, there's a like uh, a video game associated thing of Star Wars that's outside of EA. This is weird. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. They're also, you know, making you buy it in the Epic Game Store. So that's fair. But if you got Fallen Order, you get it for free through the Epic Game Store. If you okay. bought it there, yeah, yeah, cool. It's one of those I want to buy, but it's like I gotta stop because yeah. I too I, many skins. All I do now on Fortnite is log on and buy the skins and never play Fortnite. So it's like I gotta stop. You're the I perfect got, customer. I know exactly. <laughs> Nick Chester is very happy with me as he buys a second. Third, I'm in fourth. the same boat. I have so many skins. Well, it's yeah. like, oh, you're doing Marvel skins, yeah. yeah. Oh, you're doing Batman skins, yeah. And I'm like, fuck, I haven't played zero games as and Batman. Despite popular <laughs> belief, like. Even if you work at a console, you don't get those skins for free. You have to purchase those skins. You don't. There's no like little code that Epic can send you to say like, "Oh, you get the Batman skin for yeah. free or whatever." Nope. Oh, I've you noticed. Those, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, gotta, yeah. When I started, it. when we were super into Fortnite, like yeah. I, Nick knew. He didn't send me any fucking. You don't codes. play anymore. I, I do cycles. Yeah. So like when it came to Switch, we were all in the office playing sure, it really, yeah, really yeah. hard for like a month yeah. and a half, two months, yeah. and then went away. And then last year's holiday break. Yeah. I was like, I don't so you haven't any checked out things. any of the chapter two stuff. No, or anything? no, okay. no, no. It looks cool. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Geo. Yeah. I'm excited to see what Star Wars games comes next, but yeah. that's going to be so far away. Yeah. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grop shops. Where would I go? Okay, we're going to try this. You're going to do it off book. Yeah, off book. The official list list of upcoming software as listed by the Kind of Funny Games show hosts each and every weekday. Something like that. Not bad. He only missed one word. What? I'm, I was missing one word. <laughs> only one word. Oh, no. which one okay, was I missing? He's being, he's being a, he's grading on a scale. Yeah. That's okay. okay. B-Force doesn't know. I'm Canadian. I'll take no Is bad. one word across each and every platform? Is it? Is that one word? Uh, I missed that Across one. each and every platform. Mm, Barrett, just right. give me the one. Let me read the ads. <laughs> I'm waiting. <laughs> Today we're brought to you by Brooklyn and making your home beautiful is the ultimate form of self-care. You spend a 30-year life in the sheets. Don't you want them to be insanely comfortable? In this holiday season, maybe it's time to gift the ones you love or yourself with something a little cozier, like bedding, loungewear, towels, and more. And lucky for you, Brooklinen is delivering comfort all season long. These are luxury sheets, robes, loungewear, towels, and more without the luxury markup prices. Brooklinen was the first direct-to-consumer bedding company, meaning they work directly with manufacturers and directly with customers. No middlemen, just 
a great product and service. I know because I sleep on Brooklyn and Sheets. They were easy to order, mix and match, all that jazz. I have not gotten the loungewear yet. I'd need to. Uh, they've moved beyond the bedroom to offer essentials for your bathroom, like towels, shower curtains, and bath mats, and even launched an ultra-soft loungewear that makes you feel like you never left the bed. Uh, as you all know, the holidays are upon us. This is an easy way for you to pull your car over right now in the median of the street and order on your phone. Go, get 10% off and free shipping anytime when you shop at brooklinen.com and use the promo code GAMES. Brooklinen is so confident in their product that they offer uh, on their sheets, comforters, towels, and everything else with a lifetime warranty. To get 10% off and free shipping, go to brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O. K-L-I-N-E-N.com, uh, promo code GAMES, Brooklinen, everything you need to live your most comfortable life and get holiday gifts for people you're going to forget about. Next, Manscaped. Support for Kind of Funny Games Daily comes from Manscaped, who is the best in the men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about Manscaped's Perfect Package 2.0. This revolutionary company, Manscaped, has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary advanced uh, skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. I know all of this firsthand. Or so do I. F- or first ball. You use Manscaped.com? Yeah. Oh, well, you can go wide for that, Bear. Look at that. Two Manscaped <laughs> boys over here looking pretty. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm bald up top, but I'm a Sasquatch from the neck down. So, sure. Yeah. So that thing, you're charging that thing yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. It's <laughs> not from the waist down. It's from the neck down. Oh, my God. All right. Well, you're really out there. Uh, then you're using, of course, that Lawnmower 2.0. Mm. Uh, it's amazing. It's going to keep you safe. It also, in the perfect package, it comes there. It's a perfect gift for the holiday season. Remember, the holidays are here. Pull over in the median again. You can use this. You can go out there and take care of people. Don't pull over to the median. Pull over to the side. There's of the nothing better than yeah. pulling over the median yeah. and ordering your dad something for his balls, right? Remember, you came from those <laughs> balls. Why don't you help protect them? Uh, uh, tis a season of Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with the pro ga- code games at manscaped.com. Your balls or your dad's balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code games at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code games. And the final supporter today is Escape the Invasion. you got to check out this game called Escape the Invasion. It's all about immersive experiences, and they just announced the launch of their new post-apocalyptic themed subscription box. Picture this scenario. You're in the middle of a post-apocalyptic world that has been ravaged by a deadly virus inflicted by aliens. Would you survive? With Escape the Invasion, you can find out. Each month, you'll receive a box of clues, physical items, and evidence that will get you closer to survival. It's up to you to piece it all together, solve the mystery, and save humanity. It's been called an escape room delivered to your door where Fallout meets Alien. It's a great way to get off your phone and start connecting with friends. Or, if you prefer to play solo, you can interact with their online community, swapping theories and helping each other out. Right now, just for our listeners, you can go to escapetheinvasion.com slash kfgames for 20% off your first box. That's escapetheinvasion.com slash kfgames for 20% off your first box. escapetheinvasion.com slash kfgames. See if you can survive the alien apocalypse. Holidays are here, Gio. I know. And again, just pull your Mack truck over. You're gonna. What do you got to order, Billy Bob? You know what I mean. Go on over. Order him Escape the Invasion. You can come over. That's the other thing. Escape the Invasion. You know somebody who has a nicer house than you. Get them this. Then you come over and you play and you you play with them and you drink their wine. You know what I mean. What? Maybe maybe you take a snake. Hide going in off their on boxes, a tangent. You know? I don't know what's happening. Out today. Tracks the train set game on Xbox One. Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield All on Switch. Right. 
You started playing Last Nightmare? Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to restart, though, because I saw what Sobble uh, evolves into, and it's fucking terrifying. So gotcha, okay. I'm, I might uh, restart my uh, my playthrough. Woven the game at PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, PC, and Mac. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, PlayStation 4, yeah. Xbox One, and PC. Terminator Resistance on PC. Astroneer on PS4. Tokyo Ghoul Recall to Exit, PS4 and PC. Tokyo Warfare Turnbow, Xbox One. Mars Power Industries on Switch. Tactical Mind 2. Go! Fish! Go! On Switch. Great name. Future Snooker on PC. Biker Garage Mechanic Simulator on PC. Uh, Duplicity, but there's an underscore between Dupli and City. PC and Mac. Uh, between Two Castles on PC. Adventure Galaxy on PC. Nano World on PC. And then Rage 2's latest expansion, Terror Mania, is available for PC, Xbox One, and PlayStation 4. Woo! You know what I mean? Lots. Yeah, I know. We we were we lots we, for a Friday. It's because you're here. You know what I mean? <laughs> you bring the news, and I like that about you, GM. Uh, Cyber Squad. This is where one of you writes into Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. Give me your name, username, platform of choice, and why you need help in a game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you. Everybody plays games together. Today, Bob needs help on mobile. His mobile name is Bu Gambit. Uh, he says, "Hey, Greg." I'm looking for some best friends to join our alliance in Marvel Puzzle Quest. We're a small group of active players who are looking to build out our numbers and hopefully place better in events. No experience necessary. Can you line up three of the same color in a row? Perfect. You're qualified. <laughs> Don't worry about anything else. We're happy to share advice on optimizing your roster, character builds, and all that other stuff that would keep Fran in menus for 20 minutes. <laughs> so if you want a fun distraction during meetings, when nature calls, or while you're making... Or you're waiting for the delivery guy to arrive. Search for KF Best Friends 3 in Marvel Puzzle Quest and join. That's Bob. I expect you all to go out there. Be Iron Man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Gio. Yeah. We ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash games to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash games, roosterteeth.com, podcast services around the globe. Okay. Uh, a lot of people in here. Nanobiologist, of course, says the current Xbox Game Pass Ultimate deal is $1 for three months, and it comes with three months of Discord Nitro, Hulu, and Spotify. Because I made a joke about, you know, the deals sure. and stuff. Seems like a pretty good deal. You know? Yeah, it's a really good deal. Uh, Every Kingdom Heart will be on Xbox One for, uh, for the first time. I thought we said that, but I, apparently we didn't, and I'm not going to read all their names. No, all right, just yeah. Kingdom Hearts is there. That's all you need to know. Uh, that's not news. That's not news. Um, no, we already said that. People are, they're trying to do that thing where they're trying to get me before I got got. You know what I mean? Like I was gonna get there. I was gonna get to the Phil Spencer thing. Don't you worry about everybody. <laughs> I don't know. Everybody's trying to get you now. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna have that. I'm not gonna have that at all. Yeah, yeah, that's not it. I'm comfortable in my mistakes. Oh no, no, yeah, no, 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 yeah. Uh, and we're done <laughs> a lot of people in there trying to be a hero trying to sure. grasp at stuff well Geo said his, his gamer score is 14 does he mean his trophy level who the fuck cares you know what yeah. he means you yeah. know the point he's making am I wrong Barrett did you understand I understood he gets and an hour with every game and you know what don't be ashamed of that level 14 because that's where I'm at too nice nice Barrett you have no excuse and I don't like it PS4 was my first console since the PS2, Greg. I don't, I don't know what to How tell did you. He get wow. here? How did he? He doesn't care about Patapon and he's here. Wow. I was a 360 kid, Greg. It was the better console. It's more accessible. Better console than what? PS3. Everybody has an opinion. 
Yeah, a lot of them are wrong. Am I right? PlayStation Vita forever. Everybody, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Uh, next week's schedule looks like this. It's going to be me and that nerdy site's Trevor Starkey on Monday. Tuesday, me and Imran. Wednesday, me and Gary Witta. Thursday, me and Imran. And then Friday, Imran and Fran because... We're going to London, baby. Nice. Kind of funny world tour meet and greet rolling through there. The game's cast is going to be Thursday, 2 p.m. Tim, myself, Fran, and Imran. Gio Corsi. Yes. You are a fantastic human being. You've oh, known thank that you. forever. You, you do, crushed brother. it on the show. Thank you. I want you on here as much as possible before you get a job. All right. All right? Okay. Before, thank you. I mean, after you get a job, you're welcome to come by too. But I'm sure they're going to have to come to the office and talk to people. Ugh, you know what I mean? Right. Yak, yak, yak. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> uh, where can people keep up with you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Gio Corsi. Uh, at Geo Corsi, yeah. very unique and original. Yeah. Uh, I was I was an original, you know. Yeah. Got my name, so I was Smart. very happy That's with good. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can find me uh, on console at Easy Rhino Forty Three, and on Instagram at Corsi World, or at your local ramen restaurant where I'll be eating. All right, great, ladies and gentlemen. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. Go Canucks. <laughs>